WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. 2024 is an election year, and in addition to the big federal races, Southwest Michigan will have some legislative contests to decide. Dr. Tiffany Bohm is the lead faculty for political science at Lake Michigan College and tells us she's closely watching the court fight over some legislative districts in the Detroit area. She says the outcome could change the balance of power in Lansing. In particular, Bohm is watching the District of State Representative Lori Stone. The state of Michigan just requested the Supreme Court to put a stay on the redrawing of seven state House representative districts. And Lori Stone's district is one of those that could potentially be redrawn. Bohm says that could go either way. So how about locally? She says State Representative Brad Paquette's 37th district could be interesting in the election. He was part of a tax bill, and so was Joey Andrews. And I think that that is going to resonate with local voters. But as far as being overly contentious, I think that both of their districts are probably pretty partisan and will stay that way. Joey Andrews represents the 38th district, which hugs the Lake Michigan shoreline from New Buffalo up to Saugatuck. Bohm says it's too early to say if it's definitely a blue district, but she isn't expecting a major shakeup. Incidentally, Governor Gretchen Whitmer is expected in town this week for the official Andrews re-election announcement, something that Bohm says is a big deal. It shows the Democrats are anxious to hold on to that district in an area that traditionally only went red. Now that Southwest Michigan is getting some rain, plow operators are getting a break. Lance Hazen with Hazen Lawn Care and Snow Plowing in Stevensville tells us the wintry blast we just endured had his crews working 12 to 18 hours per day for about 12 days straight. He says that can be pretty draining. You're sleep deprived for 10 or 12 days and you're exhausted because you're up watching the weather all night long, even if it's not snowing yet. Then when you do have to go out, you're exhausted because you didn't get any sleep because you've been up watching weather. Hazen's company does a lot of commercial properties and he says some customers can get impatient even when there's a foot of snow to clear. So is he sorry to see the snow subside? I'm welcoming to it. There's some other guys out there that are like, we want more snow, and I'm, I'm okay with a little break. I could take the 10-day break. Hazen's company operates a front-end loader with an 18-foot pusher driven by a crew member while he drives a regular plow. He says he ran into a lot of stuck cars in the last week and would help free them. He asks people to have some patience when the snow is really coming down as a plow can only clear one parking lot at a time. Meanwhile, with the freezing rain now here, everyone is advised to give themselves extra time when they're driving and to leave a lot of space between themselves and the vehicle in front of them. The city of Buchanan is a new member of the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence Cities Initiative. The Great Lakes and St. Lawrence Cities Initiative is an international coalition of more than 240 municipal and regional U.S. and Canadian mayors and local officials working to advance the protection and restoration of the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence River Basin. The city of Buchanan's community development team has been working for several months with a grant from the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation to create an ecological restoration plan for the public access areas at Riverfront Park in Buchanan. It says the grant will study best practices for the river to ensure it thrives. Buchanan Mayor Sean Dennison says the city is thrilled to join the initiative and looks, quote, forward to implementing many of these best practices that will result in a cleaner water for all. Work on the Buchanan and the St. Lawrence Ecological Plan will continue for the next several months with opportunities for the public to comment and provide feedback. Michigan Works is planning a hiring event for next month. Business Solutions Manager Michael Momperbeer tells us they'll welcome around 25 employers in multiple fields to be ready to hire applicants who attend. 
He says Michigan Works has been holding regular events for the past year, and they've produced results. Many employers are still looking to fill some of their openings, and we utilize these events to try and connect the employers with interested and enthusiastic job seekers. And yes, they have proven to be successful. Over the course of our four job fairs in 2023, we averaged about 150 job seekers per event. So it's a really great opportunity for employers. The next hiring event on February 29th will feature employers from the region's core industries, which are manufacturing, healthcare, and hospitality. Michigan Works will also have partner agencies on hand to provide support services to job seekers. Employers interested in taking part can email Mom Premier, and we have the address at our website. Job seekers should register online. Mom Premier notes that Michigan Works can offer resume help in advance and even loan out a good interview clothing. You can find out more at Michigan Works' website. The next St. Joseph Heritage Museum and Cultural Center lecture will be on February 19th, featuring an expert on Abraham Lincoln. The museum's lecture chair, Dennis Shemansky, tells us Dr. Tom George will discuss Lincoln's only visit to Michigan, which was on August 27, 1856, in Kalamazoo. Shemansky says not many people know that Lincoln Lincoln ever came to Michigan. It's not a known fact, but it surfaced because of a letter that Lincoln wrote back in 1856, and they found it in a Detroit news publication about the letter that Lincoln authored. Lincoln was a senator when he visited Kalamazoo, so what did he talk about? He was stumping for the Republican candidate for the presidency, the very first one that was elected by the Republican committee in Philadelphia of that year. Shemansky says Dr. George will speak about that address, which Lincoln gave in support of John C. Fremont, the governor of California, and also in opposition to slavery. The engagement at the Heritage Museum will be free to attend, as are all of the museum's lectures. It'll start at 7 p.m. on the 19th, and the museum will also be live-streaming on Zoom. And Michigan lawmakers will be debating tomorrow whether or not to try to bring back the film industry to the state with tax credits and other incentives. State Representative Jason Hoskins from Southfield is one of the proponents of legislation. I hear from filmmakers who are born and raised here in Michigan, content creators who want to stay here in the state, but they say it costs too much and it's actually easier to go to either Ohio or Illinois or one of the other states uh, that can do this. And so that unfortunately keeps Michigan out of the game. Hoskins says Michigan is behind other nearby states when it comes to attracting the film industry. They're thinking about bringing back incentives that were previously offered but then scrapped by Republicans. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. The Biden campaign is releasing a new TV ad that slams former President Donald Trump on abortion rights. The ad is set to premiere during the season premiere of ABC's The Bachelor tonight. As the campaign says, they're targeting suburban women and young voters. It'll also air on cable and during the NFL Conference Championship next Sunday. ABC's Karen Travers is more. A new Biden campaign ad features a Texas mother, Austin Denard, who says she never thought she would need an abortion for a planned pregnancy. At a routine ultrasound, I learned that the fetus would have a fatal condition and that there was absolutely no chance of survival. The Biden campaign says Austin had to leave Texas to get an abortion. In Texas, you are forced to carry that pregnancy, and that is because of Donald Trump overturning Roe v. Wade. The choice was completely taken away. The ad comes as Vice President Harris is launching a reproductive freedoms tour, starting with an event in Wisconsin today. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. On the eve of New Hampshire's presidential primary, almost every top Republican is lined up behind former President Donald Trump. 
Polls in the state suggest he leads former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley by a lot. Haley is the last major challenger standing in his way, and New Hampshire is uniquely suited to her strengths. But the answer for most conservatives is that they want Trump to have another chance at beating President Joe Biden despite Trump's 2020 election loss and the 91 felony charges he faces in four separate indictments. Haley is urging supporters not to give up. The economy is showing signs of recovering with inflation easing along with mortgage rates and gas prices. However, Americans still are not seeing their dollar go as far as they want or remember. ABC's Michelle Franzen talked with New Hampshire voters ahead of tomorrow's primary. It's down to two candidates in New Hampshire. Undecided voters and independents could propel or narrow Nikki Haley's chances beyond the Granite State against Donald Trump. At a Haley event, Diane Christine, who voted for President Biden last election, says Social Security is her biggest concern. I'm going to be 65 this year and, you know, inflation um, has been just like crazy. Jake? turning 18 this year, came with his parents to see Haley. He'll vote in his first general election this fall. He's also concerned about his future. I think I'm just open to seeing new ideas. Michelle Franzen, ABC News, Manchester, New Hampshire. The New Hampshire Attorney General's office says it's investigating reports of an apparent robocall that used artificial intelligence to mimic President Joe Biden's voice and discourage voters in the state from taking part in tomorrow's primary. Attorney General John Formella said uh, today the recorded message that was sent out Sunday appears to be an illegal attempt to disrupt and suppress voting. He says voters should disregard its contents. The apparent attempt at voter suppression using generative AI is one example of what experts warn will make 2024 a year of unprecedented election disinformation around the world. Israel is intensifying the war against Hamas in the southern part of the Gaza Strip while continuing to draw down its forces in the north. Israeli leaders continue to say the fighting will continue through this entire year. The Biden administration is still standing with Israel, but it's working behind the scenes to end the war as soon as possible as civilian casualties rise each day. Talks about a phased deal to bring hostages home and end the war are under discussion, but the two sides are very far apart. Both Israel and Hamas have delayed an end, hoping the other will cave first. More from ABC's Jordana Miller in Jerusalem. The Israeli army expanding its operations in southern Gaza, moving west of Khan Yunis. Intense airstrikes reported overnight, over 160 dead, according to the Hamas-run health ministry. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rejecting calls for an end to the war, calling that a surrender to Hamas. The terror group still far from defeated in the south, still fighting fiercely, still firing rockets, and still holding 132 hostages among them eight Americans. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. Meanwhile, dozens of family members of hostages held by Hamas stormed a committee meeting in Israel's parliament demanding a deal to win their loved ones' release. Meanwhile, in Brussels, European foreign ministers today joined a growing international calls for Israel to negotiate the creation of a Palestinian state in the aftermath of the war once Hamas is destroyed. Pressure is increasing on Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is dug in on both fronts. He's insisted to the Israeli public that pursuing the devastating offensive in Gaza is the only way to bring home the hostages. At the same time, he's rejected a U.S. vision for a post-war resolution saying he will never allow a Palestinian state. Days of rain in northern California have caused flooding in some areas. More from ABC's Alex Stone. In Guerneville, along Sonoma County's Russian River, flooding is a regular part of winter along the river. Residents are under evacuation warnings because of localized flooding. Schools are closed in Guerneville. Sarah Mills Gaines lives in Sonoma County, where it's been raining hard. I don't mind the rain because I love the weather, but when it comes to the extremities that we're getting to now, then 
you know, we might all be concerned. Elsewhere around Northern California, trees have come down blocking roads. Alex Stone, EBC News. The 700,000 people served by the Memphis, Tennessee water utility are on their fourth day of boiling water for drinking, brushing teeth, and preparing food. Today, repair crews are working to fix broken pipes that caused low water pressure throughout the system and left some residents with no water. The Memphis system is just one of 28 in the state under a boil water notice, while several others are experiencing operational issues. The days of sub-freezing temperatures are also causing water problems for multiple Arkansas cities. The National Guard has dispatched water trucks to affected towns. The winter storms have caused dozens of deaths across the U.S. this month. And the Razzie nominations are out, honoring those in Hollywood who have done the worst job in the past year. Morph, maybe he's Jason Nathanson. I got this situation where I need your help. Sylvester Stallone's action film Expendables 4 didn't need any help getting Razzie Award nominations. The sequel scored the most, seven, from the group that nominates what it sees as the worst performances of the year. Expendables 4 up for worst picture against The Exorcist Believer, Meg 2, The Trench, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and the only non-sequel in the category, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. In the various acting categories, a lot of big names with nominations from Russell Crowe to Dame Helen Mirren, Salma Hayek, and two for Megan Fox. It's time to get loud. Jason Athens in ABC News, Hollywood.